Are you paving the way for the life you want? Facing decisions that may affect you personally and financially? The Decision Dialogues podcast, brought to you by Modera Wealth Management, presents personal stories about navigating through life's pivotal moments. Narratives that we hope will inspire you as you create your own story. You'll learn what influenced their next steps and gain insights that could help you with your own critical choices. Welcome to Decision Dialogues. Thanks for joining us on Decision Dialogues. We're thrilled to have you along. My name is Mark Willoughby, and I'm a Principal and Wealth Manager at Modera Wealth Management, LLC. Today, my colleague, Mindy Neera, who's a Principal and Wealth Manager at Modera as well, will be chatting with Belinda Aquin of Sovereign B. And I'll hand it over to Mindy to introduce Belinda. Thanks, Mark. Hi, Belinda. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad you could be here. So let's just, let's get right into it. Tell us about Sovereign B. What do you do? What do I do? Okay. <laughs> so I am an event planner. Lately, I've just mostly been focusing on weddings, but I do all types of events from concerts to press junkets to movie releases and mostly to weddings, and that's where I met Mindy. <laughs> that's right. The infamous 2020 wedding planning. So, <laughs> yes. Good times. That was canceled. That was rescheduled how many times, Mindy? Three, maybe three times. Three. Three times. Two weddings, three, three reschedules. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Belinda was my rock during that time. So, uh, you're very good at what you do. Thank but you. But this isn't what you've always done, right? So, talk to us about this journey. In 2008, you were with a radio station. Is that right? Yes. So I was a street team manager, right? A promotion street team manager. And what I handled was their marketing, like the marketing for WSKQ, SBS. So they're a Spanish broadcasting system. And the radio station in New York competed actually with Howard Stern. And we actually beat him out like in two books, right? So I'm proud to say that I was part of that team. Um, <laughs> and I worked there for a while. And then I became an executive assistant. And that's basically what I've, I've done for most of my career. And so in 2008, we were talking, you know, the other day about kind of that journey and what it looked like. It was a tough time, right? Mm -hmm. Recession came. And what happened with the radio station? How did you get into event planning? So um, when the recession hit, I lost my job. So I lost my job at WSKQ. I lived out in um, Princeton, New Jersey. I remember I used to commute every day. So for those of you that don't know, it's like about an hour commute, maybe more with traffic from, from New Jersey into the city. And I was beside myself. I did not know what the heck I was going to do. I was like, what am I going to do now? So one day I was walking to work because they, they gave me they gave me some like about like two weeks before I, I had to leave. So to pack my stuff and stuff. And I was walking and next door. There was this flower shop and I used to always see the flower shop. And I used to always see, you know, fancy cars pull up and go inside. And I'm like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to see what he does. So I go in there and I'm like, hey, I'm about to lose my job. And I want to do something different. Um, do you have any work here? Like, can I learn how to do flowers, whatever? And he's like, sure, come in. So I started like an apprenticeship with him. And maybe like two months in, I said, I'm going to start calling every artist that I know. I'm going to contact their manager. 
So I contacted their manager and I was like, hey, I can decorate rooms. And they were like, what? Back then, green rooms were a big thing. So when you were Mark Anthony and you pulled into Madison Square Garden, you wanted your room decorated a certain way. So you have that, you know, that whole vibe backstage before you come out on stage and and hang out with your friends and so forth. So that's what I started doing. So and he was one of the first persons that I started decorating was Mark Anthony's backstage. So I started doing that. And then after I was like, I don't really like this flower thing. I think I'm more of a coordinator. And somebody happened to suggest, um, refer me to a wedding. And I did my first wedding. I think it was in Long Island in the VIP country club. And I did that. And I was like, oh, I like this. I can get into this. And that's how I started <laughs> an event platter. I, I have a question I have to ask here, Mindy. I apologize. Yeah, go for it. Did you know anybody in the artist world? before you started making those calls, Belinda, or were you? Yeah, at the radio station. I worked at a radio station. So I. So knew- you had some connections. Yes, I did have connections. Yeah, I knew their their managers mostly. I missed the connection with the mm-hmm. work at the radio. So the radio work actually set you up to have a shot at reaching some people. Yes, yes, it did. So, and what did you do? Did you, you just called their managers and said... Yeah, I just I just kept on knocking on doors and I was like, hey, and then I remember um, Mark Anthony's publicist. She was always very fond of me. And she was like, yeah, sure. Let me put you in contact with the people. And then I started doing that. And I started doing like a bunch of all the Latino concerts that happened in Madison Square Garden. I would do the backstage. Wow. And just thinking about, you know, other entrepreneurs who, who might be listening in, that's really that's your networking skills, right? You just Yes. You're calling people, putting yourself out there, making connections. I always tell my son that that's, that's, you know, besides having an education, if for those of you that wish to have one, right, networking is the next step, right? I'm like, there are tons of people. I always use this example that can sing like Beyonce. Tons of people. Now, do they have the right connects? Do they know where to go? They don't. But by networking, by me meeting you, you meeting, you know, like I didn't know what to do with my IRA. (laughs) Right. So you, you, you network with people and you learn different fields that you would not normally be, be introduced to. Right. Or someone you might not know, you know, like I never knew about event planning when I worked at the the radio station. I never even knew wedding planner existed back then. Right. I was fresh out of college working at a radio station. What did I know? I'm like, I'm just starting. Like I'm just (laughs) to know what's going on. And that job set me up for my life. I want to say, because I'm here now because of because of that job right like i think like everything stems out from there like everything mm-hmm. and then let's so that was we're talking 2008 recession mm-hmm. jump mm-hmm. starts your your career into event planning etc mm-hmm. and then fast forward to 2020 until that point you were still working as an executive assistant yes so i always did it on the side so i never I never took that leap of faith. And in 2018, I was approached to do Mark Anthony's 50th birthday party, but I had to be a corporation or an LLC. I had to be an official business. I couldn't do it as a freelancer, right? So I had to have the insurance and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, well, it's now or never. I'm like, I'm going to get this birthday party. So I'm going to, I'm going to register my company. And I registered my company. And then I remember speaking to my boss at that time. And I told him, I was like, look, I want to become an entrepreneur. I just want to do this. I want to have my own business. And he was like, well, you need to have certain steps in place, blah, 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 all this stuff. Fast forward, 2020 happened. So I was forced to jump off the bridge. (laughs) 
and I swam. <laughs> Great. So 2020 came, lost your job as the executive assistant. Mm-hmm. And then what did you do? What, what kind of decisions did you make in 2020? So I threw any savings I had into marketing. I learned how to use social media. I was never a fan of social media. Like I would post, but I never was strategic about it, right? I would just post to post like, oh, here, I'm in the park with my son or I'm here having a party. But I never I, I never planned the whole process like I do now, right? Like you, you need to plan your content. You need to target your audience. So I used that money that I had and then I got a, an SBA loan. Thanks to you again, Mindy. <laughs> Hey, Belinda, why don't you apply for this? And I'm like, I don't think I'll get. She's like, why not? You never know. Just apply. It doesn't hurt. And I applied and I did get a grant. So I used that money to invest in my business. I purchased new uniforms. I did, you know, everything. I have little like gifts. I sent out gifts to my clients and I did the whole social media. I had somebody help me with like captions and stuff like that. And that's how I blew up in 2021. It was like crazy. Like I went from day to night. That's right. And you said, I remember you saying 10 events and weddings were scheduled for 2020. And then. Yeah, I, I, I used to do about 10 events and um, maybe like two big corporate events. Like and one of my clients was ASCAP and that's the Association of Composers and Publishers. And I used to do their award show. It, it was held like every year it was somewhere else. It was like Puerto Rico, L.A., Miami. And then another client of mine was Warner Latin Music. So between those two and my little 10 side wedding gigs, that was it. That's what I did every year since I started. Like I would do like little gigs like that. And then I went from 10, I'm up to like 45 right now for this year. That's great. So, and, and this is all I do now. I don't, I don't work as an executive assistant. I don't have part-time job. I don't do anything. It's wonderful. Quick question. The award show, Belinda, mm-hmm. did you organize that yourself or did you get help? Well, I do the logistics part of it. That's what I would do, right? They would get the artists and stuff like that. But the way the day ran, it was me, like the from the artist arriving on the red carpet to where they're seated. So I do more logistics as far as in that event. Some events I do more planning. So you didn't have to bring in your own people to help you. You you sort of just yes, I, were I, working on it. Gotcha. I, I use what they give me, <laughs> you know, who, who they give me, whoever they give me. I use them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, so thinking about your current business and some financial decisions that you made. So you talked about one in 2020, the decision to invest the money that you did have into marketing. What sort of decisions have you made since then? I remember you mentioned the other day, maybe someone part time thinking in the future. Right. So right now, I I think because it hit me as a surprise, right? All this business coming in. And then I realized I'm like, I cannot do this by myself. So I hired someone part-time and now I'm looking into being able to hire her full-time. So I'm going, um, you know, looking into how do you get insurance for your employees? How do you put them on payroll? How do you have them like invest in a 401k and stuff like So it's like, it's a lot going on right now, but that's what I'm trying to do. (laughs) It's like fake it till you make it kind of, you know? (laughs) Well, you're doing a great job. And just for those who are listening in, you don't run these weddings and events by yourself. And for the most part, you're bringing in freelancers, right? So you do have a team that, you know, works with Sovereign B as freelancers, but now this would be a full-time worker under your. Right. Yes which your team is wonderful. So thank you. 
And so now what is all this for? Why make this business work? Why bring in the money you're, you're making? Well, I, ha- I have a son that goes to an expensive college. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good motivator. I, I think I was telling you when I was speaking to you the other day, I was like, in, in 2020, I, was, I didn't have a savings for him for college. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, how am I going to pay? And he was like, are you going to have enough money for college? He's like, I'm going to get some scholarships. But so, you know, so we did that whole FOSMA. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And now it's like, oh, do you need any more money? <laughs> I'm like, are you good? You know, so he is my my motivator, right? Um, I, I want to set him up for what I didn't have, right? Like, I'm like, you're not going to purchase a car when you get out of college. You're going to purchase a house. So, like, I try, you know, I'm trying to set him up so he is my sole motivator. Plus the fact that I love love. So I'm, I, I love people falling in love. I think that everyone, even though a lot of us say, oh, I don't want a partner or I don't want to get married or I don't want we all need somebody to come home to and just speak to, right? Like even if you you live in separate houses, whatever, but everybody needs some sort of love in their life, right? And I'm not talking about um, parental love. I'm talking about love from another individual. So I love to see people in love. I love to see people partying. I'm a party animal at heart. Um, I've been, you know, I remember my parents, they're, um, I'm Cuban descent. And they used to bring me to parties when I was nine months old. And people were like, oh, you know, lower the music. And my parents would be like, don't lower the music. She'll be fine. And thanks to them, I'm a party animal. And I can <laughs> I can sleep in any room <laughs> with whatever noise going on. So um, I think that's what, you know, that's what motivates me. And, that, and that's why I like event planning. I don't, th- you know, the only other thing I would go into would be of counseling of some sort. Because I've seen, as well as I see so much love, I also see, the other side of that, when people do get divorced. So I do see that and I see problems when people are um, working to plan their wedding. And I'm like, I can be a therapist <laughs> <laughs> or a counselor, right? And like to help marriage yeah. counselor before you get to that stage, before you get married. Yeah. Well, a lot of what you do involves that, right? So you're, you're talking to couples, you're talking through things. So when we have to make hard decisions as a couple planning a wedding, you're there to be that referee and bring yeah. some reason to the conversation. So <laughs> sort of already doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, I am kind of doing it. So for any of the entrepreneurs who are listening in, what is your best piece of advice for them? When you feel it in your gut, go for it. Don't wait. Don't make excuses. Just do it. I'm like, if I would have been doing this 10 years ago, God knows where I would be, right? So I'm like, just go for it. Just take that leap, you know? And, and I don't have a support system at home, so I don't have somebody else. I don't have a spouse. So I don't have someone else to like depend on like, oh, well, he's making money and or she's making money and I'm okay. No, it doesn't work like that. So it's just me and my son. So I took that leap of faith. So I just tell him, just go, just go for what you feel and what you want. And it'll all work out in the long run. Along those lines, actually too, Belinda, I'm just thinking of you when you started making those phone calls after the radio job. And I think we see this in a lot of entrepreneurs. Can you talk about, I'm sure not every phone call that you made went well, right? You probably got some no's along the way. What was your mindset about just making the calls, even though you knew or you experienced kind of pushback from certain people? What was your reaction? What was your mindset? Um, I think it's always been this. I'm like, everything's not for everyone. It's, it's It works the same way now, right? I get 
maybe 20 inquiries. And out of those inquiries, five of them will stick. Five of them will be my client. So I just keep going with the same strategy that I've been doing. And whatever is meant to be will be. So whatever is meant for you is going to come to you. So just because people said, no, I didn't care. I'm like, okay, I'll call the next person. And then I'll wait a little while and I'll call the next person. Or I'll find, I'll network with somebody that might know someone. Like, okay, so Mindy knows Mark. Let me speak to Mindy. Maybe she can put a good word in for me. And that helps as well because sometimes, you know, you have mutual people in common. And then that, that'll assist you getting that yes that you need. But just keep on going. You know how many actors get told no and how many <laughs> entrepreneurs are to- told no and they still, they make it, you know? It's really good guidance. I mean, that's what we see from people who are successful like you. They just, you know, they know they're going to get pushback from certain people and it just doesn't deter them. They just keep on going. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bad review, right? Like I've gotten bad reviews. It happens, right? You know, it's just how do you come back from that defeat? Like, what do you do? Like, do you do you face it? Do you run? Do you give up? I'm like, I just face it. It is what it is, right? We're not perfect. I have bad days. I have off days. Things can happen. Now, do they normally happen? No, that's not, you know, if, if you would take it in a ratio, if you look at it as, as a ratio, that's not common for me. But it does happen, you know, and you just got to pick up and keep going. And I think another, just kind of on the same topic of networking, because it's such an important part of building a business, is you also connect other people. So in addition to you're looking for your own connections, you're a connector yourself. Do you find that that has helped you? I I have. I I was just speaking to one of the gentlemen that I use for videos, and I was telling him, I'm like, he's like, oh, thanks for pitching me to so-and-so. And And I'm like, who's so-and-so? What happened was I had a call with them. I pitched him as a videographer for what they were looking for. And they contacted him. They didn't hire me, but they contacted him. And I'm like, hey, at least one of us is winning. Somebody's winning in this process, right? You know, so, and he's grateful to me for getting them that, but I never even knew that they booked him. So I just, for people that are in my life and, you know, and I appreciate what they do. I appreciate, you know, their relationship. I just put them on, as they would say, as my son would say, I put them on to someone else, right? So I refer people that do good work, right? And I think that that all comes back, right? It's like that, what do do they do at Starbucks? What is that called? Pay it forward. Pay pay it it forward, forward. yeah. I pay it forward. I've always been a a firm believer of pay it forward. Without the expectation that it'll pay back. Correct, without the expectation, right. But generally it does, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And a lot of people are scared to network and to go out there and put themselves out there and talk to people they don't know or ask for, you know, help or, you know, all the things that you're doing. But as you said, even if you were told no, it's still worth it. Keep going. And something else that stood out to me is that you said you have a process. So in the way that you've worked with people along the way, building connections and making referrals, getting referrals, there's a consistency behind that. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Well, I'm consistent is that I'm not just using people, right? So it's not like I, you know, I I build true genuine um, connections. It's not like, it's not, oh, Mark, so you, you work here. Okay. I'm going to speak to you so you can, I don't do that. It's just, it just happens to fall into play, right? It's not that I'm looking for specific people. I just, you know, you gravitate to certain people. When I'm at a wedding, people come up to me, I start speaking to them, we exchange numbers. It's it's not that I'm, I, I don't even know what they do. They just, they're like, oh, we want to invite you to, to our family barbecue. And that's where it, it comes from. So it's just, it's it's my personality, I think, more. 
And I've just tapped into that part of my personality. I'm like, oh, this works. This is this is who I am. Like before I used to I used to be a little bit more timid. Like I, I think I'm too bold, right? So people would like get taken back, like, oh, she's too tough or she's this. Now I embrace it. I'm like, yeah, I'm tough. This is who I am. I'm a queen and I, I'm going to keep on going, you know? And I'm if they say no, that's fine, but there'll be somebody else that'll say yes to me, you know? And you know, the other thing I'd add to Belinda, if I'm here on your right, and I think I am, is that th- there's no expectation on your side. And for me, when people sense that, they've that builds trust quicker mm-hmm. with other people is, is is if they don't think you've got an agenda that you, you're just being yourself and you're just trying to help people. I think people have a tendency to trust people like that quicker than if they think, oh, this person's after my business or they're in for something. I, I You are absolutely correct. I have a little anecdote. So this just happened recently. I was introduced to a DJ many years ago, like 10 years, but only by a phone call. One of my friends was like, oh, I think you and this guy should hook up. You know, I think you'd do great business together, this and that. I wasn't into the wedding planning like I'm now. So I told her, I'm like, I, I don't I don't really want to take anything else because I have this full-time job. I'm not trying to bring in more business. So that's great. Fast forward last year or this year, I had a meeting and he had branched off and he has a cafe. And I walked into the cafe and he looks at me and he goes, I know you. And I go, and I know you. We never spoke after that. Like, you know, like we never spoke that day. We just giggled. We kept on going. He was working. Then he started following me on social media. One day he says to me, oh, come by my office. I want to show you my office space. If you ever need to, to have a big meeting, I have a conference room that you can use. I go to his office. His office is three floors. It's beautiful. It's like any planner's dream. And um, we, we create this TikTok. We do a TikTok, which went viral. It went viral and we kept in contact, but just going back and forth on, on social media, like, oh, I like that party you did, this and that. And one day he calls me and he's like, do you have an office? And I said, no. And he goes, well, you got one now. Pack your stuff up. And he moves me into his office. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? And of course, I don't ask any questions. I pack my stuff and I go. And, I'm, and I've been there and I've been there now, what, two weeks? But it's been an incredible experience. I've already had like three new clients come in because of it. And I'm like, this is crazy. And this all was from, I know you. Yeah. And I know you. <laughs> you just never. Wow. Know. Never know. Wow. You never know. So one more question. Do you have a financial hardship that has happened over the course of creating your business that you've learned from, that you've grown from, that you want to mention or talk about? Credit. So that was one of my biggest financial hardships. I use credit like a, like when a teenager goes to college. <laughs> I just was throwing credit cards here, buying stuff that I didn't need, and I didn't realize the value of having a good credit score. So by me fixing it, like starting in 2018 when I started my business, it's helped me so much now, right? Because I'm sure I couldn't have done the things that I'm doing now back then because I didn't have credit. So although I'm not where I want to be, that's one thing that I would tell people to protect because if you have a business, you can get a lot of credit to help you start, you know, if you have good credit, right? So you can get a lot of stuff financed and you have a whole other set of doors that opens up for you. And how long have you been working? So it's been since 2018. 
that you've been working on, thinking about someone who might be in that situation where they have bad credit, almost feels like you can't get out of it. How long is it going to take me to get out of this? Well, I, I still think I, I'm like, wow, this is taking forever. And I ask, you know, I'm always asking people and, and they're like, it's just, you just got to keep, you got to be consistent. And that, that's what I've learned is, is I'm every time I'm consistent, consistent. And it just, it, all of a sudden the number goes up and I check it again and the number goes up and I'm constantly checking it to see if anything is on there. And I froze it for a long time. Didn't open anything, didn't inquire about anything just so I can clean up the mess that I had, you know, but it's just been consistency. And, you know, you come out of everything, right? Like what doesn't make you breaks you, right? So you just got to keep on going. And the next step after you get past the credit issues, Belinda, will be the savings. Is this correct? And guess what? Consistency is going to get you over the finish line on the savings mm-hmm. part and get you toward financial independence ultimately. If, yes. if you keep going as you're going now, it's, it's consistency is the key. That's the goal, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our last question, this is a fun one. What is the last decision you've made that was non-financial? Last decision I made that was non-financial. I feel like every decision is non-financial. I got myself a brand new Audi. (laughs) I moved into an apartment. (laughs) Um, Um, it stumps all of our guests. Wow. Yeah. Non-financial. I know. I signed up to a dating site. Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting. There you go. There you go. That's (laughs) (laughs) offline. Offline. (laughs) That'll do it. Oh, that's good. And a paid one, not the free ones. Like, I'm serious about it. So. But, oh, that's financial, too, because I paid for it, right? No, no, no. (laughs) No? We'll take it. We'll say that's not financial. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you, Belinda. Well, thanks very much to Mindy and Belinda for letting us listen in on their conversation. We appreciate their time and perspectives. And thank you, our audience, for tuning in. We hope you'll join us next time on Decision Dialogues for more stories from successful business owners. So long for now. Thank you for listening to Decision Dialogues. We hope you found today's stories helpful for your own decision making. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, you can subscribe on your preferred podcasting app or visit our website, where you'll also find show notes and important disclosures, www.moderowealth.com forward slash decision dialogues. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios.